0: Welcome to this episode of the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is Ari Clow, and he's a professional triathlete who started only at the beginning of this year. And he essentially came from no swimming background at all. And he's gotten to the point now where he's swimming very well for someone who doesn't have any background in swimming. Uh, His background was in running, and he was an NCAA runner. And that's particularly his strength, but he's a very good cyclist as well. So on this podcast, we explore what he's gone through in the last year, in terms of how he started with his swimming, where he's at now, and some of those things that he worked on and focused on with his technique to get to the point where he is now. And you'd be surprised to, I guess, hear where he's at. So one of the things he mentioned on the podcast was he's got a a 2100 set that he does, uh, leaving on 125, at the moment, he's coming in around 112, and this is short course yards, so about 10% quicker than than meters. Um, but 112s leaving on 125 for 2100s is is really good for someone with no swimming background. Um, even for someone with a swimming background, that's uh, it's still a pretty tidy time. So um, this is him with with nine months of swimming, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does over the next six six to 12 months and onwards from there, um, because he's progressed immensely. and I will be doing a video on YouTube looking at that improvement with his stroke and his swimming. Uh, so watch out for, for that one as well. And on this podcast, we talk about how a sequence of things happened for, for Ari from the, uh, the passing of his sister to then going to uh, leaving his full-time job to training triathlon full-time and getting a call up from Lionel Sanders. Sanders to come and train with him in Arizona, and uh, and in that time he's also been building a bit of a YouTube audience and following there, and it just sort of all came came about with a um, with a sequence of events that was quite interesting. So uh, I really enjoyed this chat with Ari. Hope you do too. So let's get stuck into the episode. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host. Brenton Ford. Welcome to the effortless swimming podcast. My guest today is Ari Clow. Ari, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, why a friend of mine, he sent me a text and he goes, he goes, check out this video. Uh, yeah, you, you get mentioned in it. And uh, he sent me to one of your recent videos that you posted on YouTube um, that you've been working, on your swimming, and you said you've been watching the effortless swimming videos. So I watched that and thought, oh, that's, that's really cool that, um, that it's been able to help. And then I sort of you know, did a bit of a deep dive on uh, what, you, like, what you've been doing and, and, and what your story is. And I thought, oh, I'd be good to get you on the podcast just to, to talk about that, because it sounds as though you're going through a lot of the things that many triathletes go through with their swimming, not coming from a swimming background, but more a running background and uh, maybe some of the frustrations uh, and the, the joys of, of swimming, but the, the up and down, the roller coaster that, that comes with it. So I thought oh, that'd be a good conversation just to, to sort of see how that's going for you. So for those listening, what's your, what's your background and what brought you to triathlon?
1: Uh, so I started running in, in high school. So it's a little over 10 years ago. Um, freshman year of high school, joined the cross-country team and just ran all, all high school. Then uh, it was good enough to uh, get on the team at the University of Virginia. Um, so I ran Division One for four and a half years. Um, and just as I was starting to sort of figure things out, ran a, a really good 3K. Um, uh, pandemic hits and the uh, my final outdoor season is uh, canceled. So... Uh, decided to uh, withdraw from my uh, master's program and, and started a full-time software engineering job, um, which was remote. So I ended up going out to Seattle with a friend of mine who was running pro um, with the, the Brooks Beasts. And they, you know, hooked me up with gear and, you know, I was doing workouts with them, but uh, I got injured pretty quick. Um, and uh, I think the important detail is that Seattle at this point is like October, raining every single day. So uh, I bought a bike trainer to you know, just cross train every day. I was just like, I need to have this close <laughs> and I'm just gonna grind on the bike until this injury heals up. And uh, so I, I started biking, fell in love with it really quick. And I, you know, I, I, I was pretty good at it off the bat. Um, and I also decided to start a YouTube channel, uh, just sort of detailing my return back from injury and getting into biking. And, uh, at, somewhere along the line, uh, Lionel and Talbot Cox found my channel and invited me out to Tucson and I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Tucson and I'm going to swim every day and see what happens. And, uh, so I started swimming, I won't say with Lionel cause you know, he's, uh, for all the, the, uh, flack he gets about being a poor swimmer, he's still, you know, relative to the average person. He's a very, very good swimmer. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so I, I just hopped in there. And even though I, I, I sucked at it, uh, I just I, I fell in love. Um, and I fell in love with training all three disciplines and um, just having multiple sessions every single day. Uh, and then, yeah, my current coach basically uh, invited me to New Hampshire to train with him and his group. And it seemed like that was the best fit at the time. And uh, so that's how I ended up back on this side of the country. But um, that's the, that's the rough outline of how I got into triathlon. So, um, the time I, I went to Tucson in March, so mid-March, 2021, uh, is when I started, uh, training in the pool.
0: <laughs> wow. geez. So, I mean, that's, that's really impressive. In we were talking earlier, so you've done, you've done one half at the moment, um, and only having swum for the last eight to to nine months did you swim it at high school or learn to swim as a kid like what was your nothing
1: I mean I I not I, I was never on the swim team you know I I uh there was one stint in er, early on in college my freshman year of college where uh, I had a stress reaction in my foot so I was in the pool for about three and a half weeks and uh it's funny to like think back on what I was doing. Cause I, I, I would swim for a half an hour and be like, Oh my God, I can't stand this. So I, I would literally, sw- I think once I swam for an hour and I was like, this is going to be my long swim. Um, and also I would just sort of go back and forth, you know, touch turning, uh, no structure and, or anything until, until I hit time. Yeah. Um, some, some laps would be hard. Some laps would be easy at alternate, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a concept of a warm up and a main set and drills or, yeah, I didn't. Um, and, and I was three, I, I, I wasn't keeping track of time either. So I could not tell you how fast I was swimming. Um, but yeah, so three and a half-ish, four weeks uh, while I was out from running. Uh, it's the Really the only experience I've had in the pool. So that was like 2016.
0: Yeah, gotcha. And And then when you went to train with Lionel and you jumped in the pool, what did you start with and how did it feel when you first began swimming?
1: Uh, what do you mean? What did I start with?
0: Like, did you, were you jumping in with, to the, with his training sessions or were you like just doing a few laps? Like, how did you, how did you kick it off?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, day one. So his, his coach, uh, Justin Slade, great, you know, a great, great guy. Um, he would, I would sort of do the same set, uh, that Lionel was doing, but, um, just like knock off a 25 or a 50 so that I would be able to make the interval. So I was swimming around the same, like, time that he was, and, like, he tried to, Justin tried to line up the rest. Um, but, yeah, so if he was doing hundreds, I was doing 75s, that sort of thing. Um, and honestly, day, day one, uh, I, I don't even know if I made it, you know, 2,500 or 3,000 yards before my uh, calf and, and foot started cramping. Um, and I tried to keep going and Justin was just like, you're, you're done. You're not, you, you don't come back from that. <laughs> so just try again tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, I was not happy cause I was not, uh, I, that wasn't how I wanted, uh, my first session with, uh, Lionel Sanders to go. You know, I didn't want to make that, that sort of impression, but, um, I did get to redeem myself on the track later that evening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's well, the, like the thing is it's to come from. Like when you jump in a triathlon most people aren't going to be good at least one of the legs when they begin and so i imagine it's quite a humbling experience and you've got to accept or you've got to lose your ego and accept the fact that all right i've got some work to do here and as long as i'm patient and i put in the work i can get there but it's those initial couple of months where it's that steep learning curve that i find can be the hardest with anything and uh and i mean i found that with I've, I've done a season of triathlon and the biking was not my strength and you know, it's just these guys are absolutely smashing me and it's it's a bit frustrating and you know sometimes it feels like i'll never i'll, I'll never get there but uh as long as you can just persist i think it yeah you know, it can happen so what uh, what was going through your head those first couple of weeks and you started uh, in the pool?
1: Well, honestly, what what you're saying is is very similar to my experience running in high school. Like, I, I've mm-hmm. been around a lot of, of great runners and almost all the great runners I've been around ran somewhere in the range of, of 420 in the mile as, like, a high school freshman. Um, and they were <laughs> running, just off the bat, they were running 17, 18, you know, so minutes, some minutes, some of them faster, for, like, their 5K in cross country, like, just starting out. Um, and so I, I, started and I was running, I ran, I just ran under 26 minutes I ran 25, 38 it was my first 5k in cross country. And like, I didn't know what was good, what people were running. The best guys on my team were running mid 17s. Um, but you know, I, I, just got hooked on, you know, by the end of the season, I ran uh, just under 21. And so I got hooked on the, the, improvement process, um, and sort of just, re- it, I mean, that was the first introduction in my life to something where it's like, if you work really hard, you'll continue to get better. And I was like, well, if I just keep working, if I outwork everyone for a very long time, like I'm going to be really good at it. Um, And so it took me a long time uh, to sort of get uh, to get on a a division one sort of prospect level. Um, You know, it took me two, two and a half years. Uh, Honestly, I wasn't really getting any offers until my senior year of cross country. So in the fall. Um, so that season was just good enough to, to, um, get on the roster at UVA. And even then I was, uh, like I I was a good recruit, but I wasn't even the best in my class. Um, and so I, I just kept the same mindset of, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best person on this team. Um, and so my, my experience running was, was one very much of like, I wasn't good off the bat. Um, and it was just, if I attack this, you know, with intentionality every day and, uh, I keep working and I, and now I, I know that I need to be smart about it. So I'm approaching swimming the same way of, okay, I'm not good at this, but that doesn't mean that in 10 years from now I can't be really, really good. And, um, hmm. so yeah, it's just, I knew, I knew, uh, you know, I had a hope that I was going to be good off the bat and, uh, my, my hopes were crushed pretty much immediately. And, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um,
0: I'd, I'd be shocked not, if they weren't, you know, to not swim at all to then just like doing well. It's like, uh, yeah, I couldn't see how that would be possible.
1: It would be Yeah. I had no idea, uh, how you would just like understand how to swim properly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know there are people who just run with great form just starting out, they've never ran before and they just, that's how they do it. But I don't, I don't know how you would do that with swimming. Like, how would you know, how would you be able to just feel that it's, it doesn't feel, uh, I, I mean, I guess it feels natural once you know, and once you practice it for thousands and thousands or, you know, millions of strokes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but my whole mindset, you know, then and now was, uh, I'm going to do this for five, six, 10 years and I'll be good. Then, um, I didn't, uh, I wasn't like, oh, I'm not good at this. I'm going to go back to running. Uh, there was never really that thought. Pretty much, once I decided to go to Tucson and hop in the pool, I was like, I'm doing triathlon, and there's really no going back.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. It's because uh, I think the for a lot of people who you know, come from a strong running background, they and if they're like thinking of dipping their toe in, and they. You know, hit any sort of challenges like that it's very easy to go okay no no I, I'm done but if you've committed to it and you're willing to put in the the time then it's a very different different story and you've said uh, so with your first I saw your first half iron man the swim time was 29 minutes so around about a what's that just over 130 it's like
1: 130 five, yeah
0: some yeah 130s so something um,
1: like that and, yeah in the 130s i guess
0: and so, and over, and you said over the last three months or so, you feel like your swimming's really come along. Even since since then, so um, oh, yeah. in terms of like times in the pool and stuff, how's that changed in the last couple of months?
1: Uh, well, for one, of the, I'm way stronger. So the uh, the typical set we do, we, we have a threshold set on Tuesdays, and that's um, if you're feeling good, it's a it's a really good marker of fitness. Um, and If you're feeling bad, you're just kind of in for a long day, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, and before before that first seventy point three, I think you know I was starting at uh, ten by hundred on one thirty, and I was able to hit you know one one twenty one nineteen. Um, but and this was probably a, m- a month and a half ish, maybe even two months into into swimming uh, when I started doing um, James's sets instead of uh, Justin. Um, so yeah, by the time I-, I got to New Hampshire, I think I had I had done uh 10 by 100 on 130 coming in on 115 um and so then my my coach moved the interval down to 125 so i think i was still doing 10 on 125 it uh maybe 12 going into Maine. um and then i sort of asked just give it give me just put me up to 20 i know you're going to give me 20 eventually don't give me 12 15 18 20 like, just, I want to go to 20 now, and if I don't complete the set, like, I don't really care if I miss the interval. Um, and so it was kind of – it was a big breakthrough when I was able to do 20 on 125 all at 115 or under. Um, and so that was – so I guess within the last three months, I've gone from, you know, just getting to 20 on 125 uh, to now 112 coming in for, for – uh, on average.
0: Jeez. And is this – this is –
1: uh, yards or meters? Yeah. Yeah. Short course yards. Yeah. Short yeah, course yards. If that yards, was meters, yeah. I'd, be in
0: a, I'd feel a lot better about it. But <laughs> that's everyone so if, on YouTube if, always if, asks, is
1: this yards or meters? I'm like, man. <sighs>
0: <laughs> if, if it was meters, you, um, you know, you'd, you'd be, you'd be, uh, well up there at the moment. But I mean, that said, you know, one, one in, in yards and leaving on one twenty-five with, eight, nine months of swimming, like it's, that's good. So it's, uh, it sounds like it's really come along and what, what feels different to, what does it feel like now when you're swimming compared to earlier?
1: Um, I, I feel like I have a little bit more feel, you know, since I started swimming and especially, you know, Lionel is, is like mantra, um, that he, that he's gotten from Justin is, is feel the water. Um, and so that's the first, like, uh, the first sort of thing I was exposed to, um, and so I, uh, I can kind of tell when I'm having a, uh, not necessarily a good or a bad day, but like, there's this weird when I um, start to swim harder, you know, after, after the warm up, we're doing a prep set. Um, like I can feel myself catching. Um, I can feel a, a lot, a lot better rhythm with my kick um, actually having the, the focus to kick through the whole set, which was uh, a big issue for me. I would like, kick a little bit um and my kick wasn't great anyway but i would just sort of stop kicking uh, once i got tired um I, I i don't know a lot of it is, is kind of like hard to put into words i just feel uh mm-hmm. there there are a lot of form changes that we made as i as i mentioned on that video like um i can feel myself rotating i can feel myself you know sort of uh reaching forward and actually catching instead of just pushing my arm down um I can feel uh, my my entry, I used to go like way far forward and now it's like my recovery into the entry feels a little bit more relaxed. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say I was ever like muscling the water, but I feel like I'm gliding a lot more now. Like instead of just complete stops in between strokes, like if I'm sort of leaving my, my hand out in front of me for, for a hot second before starting to catch, I feel like I'm still moving. Uh, whereas mm. before I, I, um, my stroke rate was so high because I wasn't gliding pretty much at all. So, um, I guess the, the short answer is, uh, I've watched enough of, uh, your videos that I can feel, um, like how to swim properly. Like I understand what it feels like to swim properly just from, um, trying them my coach on deck confirming that I'm doing it right or whatever I'm doing looks good. Um, and being able to, you know, just transfer that through the whole set. Um, you know, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not focusing on what the time ends up being too much. I'm just trying to swim with proper technique for as long as much of the set as I can.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is, and that's, that's perfect because it's, I mean, it's For me, it's finding that balance between obviously you've got to work hard, you've got to build your fitness and your strength, and it's good to get to that point of fatigue where you start to break down, and it's okay to go into that sometimes, but if you do it too much and you're training the, the wrong technique, then okay, that's not that's not ideal. So going into it a bit, maybe – you might have a few laps here and there where it's like, okay, that's that's really starting to fall apart. It's a good point to get to. But uh, the fact that you just focused on drilling in that technique, I mean, you, you look at some of the elite swimmers, the, the competitive swimmers, and it's just all about holding technique under fatigue and under pressure. And if you look at like a even a hundred freestyle, it's typically who can hold their technique that last ten or fifteen meters. Because as soon as that goes, then you you see them drop off. So it doesn't matter if it's hundred meters or if it's you know a one point nine kilometer race. It's, uh, it's it's all the same. So what? How did you go about making some changes or improvements to your technique? It was obviously focusing on it when you're swimming. Were you doing drills? Were you doing any sort of like? Uh, I know. Uh, I was speaking to Dave Tilbury Davis on a a recent podcast and he, and Justin's name came up and he was talking about a good, like stroke rate set that he got from Justin. And it sounds like Justin's got some really good ideas on, on how to build that awareness and that feel for the water. Is is there some things that you picked up from him?
1: No, honestly, um, what, and I was only, I was only working with Justin for, you know, two, two and a half months. Um, he he basically took the approach of you've never you've never swam before, so just don't muscle the water and like you just need to get some some fitness under you right now. He didn't. Uh, there there were a couple things that like my arm was crossing over pretty bad, um, and he was like, hey, you're you know, he pointed it out and was like, try to fix that. But he wasn't um, like hammering me like, hey, you're you're still doing that wrong. You need to fix it. Um, so the the process of changing my technique really started when I came back to New Hampshire, which, and that was the whole reason I came back is I, I, um, had been told enough and I felt like I had seen enough that I, if I want to be the best, I need to have perfect technique. You know, I, the difference for me in this sport is going to be, can I, can I swim front pack? Um, Mm. cause there there are guys who can pretty much run and bike as well or better than I can, who are also swimming front pack. So if I want to compete, I have to swim front pack. And, um, I truly believe that that starts with having just really, really good technique, and so my coach James is is all about that. And uh, pretty much every day, he was just like, "Here, okay, uh, well, to start, like these are the things you need to work on." And every single day, um, he would tell me, "Hey, you're you're slipping. Your arm's still crossing over, or when you get tired, your arm's still crossing over, or." Um, you know, you're not really rotating at all. So, I mean, so the crossover that was just a fix it while you're swimming, no drills, but like rotating would do lots of, lots of just side swim and uh six kick switch uh, stuff like that. So there were, there were drills, but a lot of it was just, Hey, point it out, feel how to do it correctly and just try to make the change while you're swimming. Um, and then I sort of took it upon myself. Uh, Cause I, I, I've always just wanted to do more when I was just running, um, you know, I bumped my own mileage up to 110, uh, you know, I, I peaked at my biggest week was 113 miles and, um, I was like, well, if I want to be great at running, I got to be running 105 (laughs) to 110 miles a week. Um, so, you know, what, what James was having me do wasn't enough. So I would do, uh, you know, ankle stretches where I, where I try to sit on my feet, um, for basically as long as I can. So I can, you know, reduce the drag from just having a, you know, L shaped, uh, ankle. Um, and like shoulder stretches, like, you know, putting, I don't know if people are going to be able to see it, but just like, all right, how can I get the most like dramatic catch? It felt like it was um, limited by my shoulder flexibility. So I would just do that at night. And then I started sort of making my own drill sets from uh, videos I would watch. Like catch kick was just, I was just going back and forth, just one arm in front of me kicking, um, switching off and uh, um, do a lot of uh, fingertip drag just to, to work on my entry. Um, so a lot of it was, uh, started with just trying to correct it while I'm swimming. And, um, now it's definitely a mix of both. I I do a lot of drills. I try to do drills, uh, pretty much at, at some point, um, every day, you know, either on my warm up or on the cool down. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a mix of, you know, James pointing something out and just trying to fix it on the go. And, um, Learning what it feels like by doing a drill, and then um, mm. that gives me a little bit more of an ability to fix it myself while I'm swimming, without necessarily having someone there to tell me I'm doing it right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with the so you've got a, a GoPro, how, were you using that as a reference for how you were swimming as well? Was there much that you sort of did with your own looking at your stroke that way?
1: Uh sometimes. Yeah. So I, James will take, we take a lot of footage and, you know, he'll, he'll do video analyses uh, for us. Um, and honestly, it's great. I wish I could, uh, I could pull it up. Maybe I can send it to you after, but basically what, what happened was this was, it had been a, a while between um, video sessions. And this was kind of when I really started hammering like uh, basically catch drills. Um, Cause I was just like, I need to have a great catch. And uh, so I had, I had fixed a lot of the, the stuff that James had, was, was kind of having me work on like that. The arm wasn't crossing over very much unless I was getting tired. Um, I would like lift my head up really high before I was breathing, but basically he watched the video and he's like, Hey, I haven't, I haven't watched this. So we're just going to analyze it live. Um, and he was like astounded at, uh, <laughs> he, he said my catch was, it was too dramatic. He was like, you don't even need to go, need to go that far. Cause I basically yeah. wanted to get them you know, the Sun Yang, like 90 degrees all, all the way, you know, elbow just in front of my head and then forearm completely vertical. So like I had been trying to swim like that, um, for a while. And so I was, uh, I guess swimming easy and, and trying to really practice my catch when he was taking the video. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, we do, we do, uh, you know, video analysis, uh, somewhat often, you know, every few weeks or, uh, yeah, four to six weeks, something like that, um, to sort of pick on things to work on. Um, but yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it is just, um, like I'll do something and just sort of had James confirm, does this look good? You know, I don't, not, not that I even need to work on it or, or to look at it. Cause I, I sort of trust him to just tell me that it looks good. And I'm like, okay, I can feel it. I'll just keep doing that. Um, You know, so for uh, for something like my my entry on my right arm, I'm still sort of entering too far and it's causing causing some other issues later on in the stroke. Um, So I watched a video you made about like feeling out proper entry and you're like a fingertip drag. That's a great drill. So I started doing it. I was like, okay, now I completely understand how this feels and basically didn't even need to look at what it looked like. Um, and then James ended up confirming like, okay, yeah, that looks better. And it's, you know, fixing that, that sort of issue you're having later on.
0: Yeah. uh, That's, that's, it's interesting about the catch because I've I've had a couple swimmers that I've worked with where they're focused on the catch and trying to get that perfect 90 degree position. But as you were saying, like, it's, it's not as strong when you're there and at faster speeds, particularly for the open water, like you're not, you're better off having a faster rating and less of a high elbow. But the fact that you can actually get there is a good thing because you can always reduce how much you're doing it. So um, yeah, it must be p- pretty good to see that change after, after working on it. And it'd be great to see some of those, if you've got them, some of those like earlier videos and compare them as you've improved over time. That's why I wanted to jump on a podcast first uh, before doing like a YouTube video just to sort of see what this process has been like for you.
1: Yeah, no, I think I, there's definitely a lot of older footage out there, um, and it's for some of it's like kind of painful to watch. It was honestly, um, I'm just now getting to the point where I don't mind watching myself swim, um, but for the first, I don't know, seven months, it's been like four to one or two months that I I've been able to watch videos of myself and say, oh, I like I like the way that looks, but mm. for the first you know seven months. I would see a video and be like, man, that's like, that's what I look like. Um, and, uh, it's very hard to understand what I'm doing that ends up looking the way it does. Like for kind of a long time, um, I was, I was almost like snaking my way across the pool. I don't know if that's a common thing that you've seen, but, Mm. um, you know, my, my legs would sort of just sway back and forth and I would, um, like splay my legs apart. Cause if you know, it felt like I needed to balance myself out when I was trying to rotate. Um, so yeah, things like that, like a super wide kick. And obviously the, the uh, crossover, um, you know, it was like some pretty dramatic crossover at times in my arms that just, uh, and then the, the lifting my head, to breathe thing, there were just a lot of little things that once I knew what, what it was supposed to look like, I was like, man, I can't believe that's what I look like. Um, but again, it's still sometimes really hard to feel what is making it,
0: look like that yeah gotcha well it's what i found in the last couple of years as i was doing more analysis and more analysis like it when i first looked at it, i'm like i've got no idea what i'm really looking for here when i first started filming people and analyzing it and then just the more you do it you t- pick up more and, uh, and i and i've you know similar for watching if i've ever recorded myself like the first video though i looked out of myself i was like there's no way this, like that's what i look like because i thought again i thought i was, i thought well, I thought I was perfect. You know, I've swum since I was a kid and all of that. And I look at it and go, oh man, there's a lot that I can work on here. But it's, for me, I found it just, it's really motivating to see those things that you need to change. Because then if you actually know what you need to, to improve on. It just gets me to the pool that much easier because I'm motivated to get in and, and work on it. So that's why I think, and I don't do that much video analysis because it's hard to find someone to record me <laughs> sometimes, but it's, yeah, yeah I, when I do it, it's like, yeah, okay, this is, this is great. Cause I can see oh, maybe there's half a second or a second here per hundred, if I can just improve this aspect of my catch. And it's actually, and what I say to the people when they come to our clinics is, Like the people who are the worst swimmers, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I look that way. But it's like, hey, you should be happy because you've got the most room for improvement. And, you know, there's some people there who are looking for half a second. Well, you know, you can find 10 or 20 or sometimes 30 seconds per hundred. So the worse you look, the more, you know, the more improvement there is, which is a good thing in in a way.
1: Well, so I'm actually curious. I got a question for you. Um, And I I have no idea if you would be able to to even give an estimate uh, from, just watching that, that one video. But, um, when I was, uh, you know, swimming, you know, these threshold sets, sort of 115, 116. Um, and now I feel like I've changed a, a crap ton of things with my form. It just, everything sort of feels better. And, um, I'm still, sw- I'm still swimming 112, you know, we're talking four, four seconds, a hundred. Um, and I've gained some fitness and, but, like if I, if I woke up with uh, completely flawless technique, um, how, how much faster, like, do you think there is to go, you know, like how much is it um, for me at this point or for somebody who has, you know, decent, there's a lot of things I can fix that, that would add up. Like you said, half a second here, a second there. Um, like, are, are there, 12 seconds per hundred worth of things that I can fix that have nothing to do with fitness? Or is it more like, okay, there's four or five, but getting down to say hitting double O's and a threshold set, that's going to be mostly fitness or, you know, 50, 50, like how, how would you, Mm. how would you estimate, you know, what it takes to get to swimming double O's?
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Definitely a combination of both, because if you think of this, the swim speed equation, you've got, your distance per stroke and then the rate at which you're taking those strokes. And so a good way to, a good way to to kind of boil it down is you can see how many strokes it's taking you at the moment per 25 and then, and the rate at which you're taking them. So yeah, sometimes you get it from your Garmin or recording it, whatever, whatever it is. And then you can, you can look at it. And I think it's good to play around with those numbers as well. So let's say, okay, it's a 25 yard pool, you're pushing off for, call it five yards, and so you're swimming for, for 20 yards. Uh, let's say you're taking 20 strokes, so you're moving one yard per stroke, just throwing numbers out there. Uh, and then let's say your stroke rate is is one stroke a minute, sorry, one, one stroke a second, so you've got a, a rating of 60 strokes a minute. So if you sort of put those two numbers side by side, you can increase the stroke rate a little bit, or you know, in, increase how far you're traveling each stroke. And that way you can sort of figure out what needs to happen to get down to that minute mark. Uh, because you know the, it'll basically spit out what you're currently doing with a with a 112. Obviously you've got the turns and the push-offs and stuff, but um yeah and so that's that's a way to sort of figure it out. So it'd be if I was to look at it, it'd be good to record like a just a, a 112 if you're swimming in that 2100 set, see what that looks like, get your stroke Count, get your stroke rate, and then sort of play around with it. So it's, it's definitely going to be a combination of both. Because if I don't know what your stroke, do you know what your stroke rate would typically be in that kind of set?
1: Uh, I have no idea. That's something I've never paid attention to. Actually.
0: Do you have a? Um, do you wear a Garmin or anything uh, no, while you're swimming? No, I don't
1: I, yeah, I don't. I don't have like a swim, a swim capable watch. So.
0: Yeah, at the moment, and I, and I, I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I prefer to go. Usually no gear. Sometimes I wear the form goggles for like a, a longer set, but there's nothing wrong with not going any gear. It, it, that would potentially give you a half decent reading for what your stroke rate is. But if you record, if you had a hundred recorded, we could just I could use like a, we could you could time it basically and and figure it out from there. So yeah, to have a and, and we can do this. I mean, you're racing next week, so we don't want to change anything. But it'd be good just to record a hundred at, at about that pace and just see see what the numbers spit out and go from there. Because there's a good chance that stroke rate is going to be one of those things, as well. Uh, like a ten percent increase in stroke rate, so going from sixty strokes a minute to sixty-six, know, yeah, that's that's going to play around a fair bit with your with your eventual speed if you were to hold the same distance that you're doing each stroke. So yeah, that's how I'd kind of look at it. And I think that'd be a good exercise to to do um, after your after your race.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's something. I mean. Um, and does that, so, and if the stroke rate is good, then you say, okay, I must be, uh, producing too much drag and then it comes back to form or is it, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that, that's, that, that's probably just, a something, something I need to look at. And again, there's, um, that's one of the things I love about swimming is there's, there are so many like angles to, to attack it from. Um, and right now it's sort of just been, okay, we're working on my fitness and we're trying to to make, um, you know, so I I would say minor technique changes, um, just to straighten things out and, um, like looking at it from a, from like an analytic perspective like that. Okay. How, how many strokes am I taking and how far am I getting for each stroke? That's something that people have commented on, on YouTube videos where, and and that's something I never listen to either. When someone comments on a YouTube video, it's like, I, I want it, I want it from somebody like from somebody I trust, like, um, so they'll say, oh, you need to work on distance per stroke. And I'm like, oh, of course I need to work on this. Like, wouldn't it be <laughs> great if I was just getting more distance every stroke like that? I don't know. I guess that requires more, you know, more fitness, more, uh, um, the ability to put, pull back harder. Um, but yeah, just uh, being, you know, uh, approaching it from, uh, uh, almost a mathematical perspective. Um, that's definitely something I'm going to do now because I had never like heard of doing
0: that yeah what's well uh, and look uh, yeah, i think you're so right like, first of all some of the comments i say on the youtube on my youtube channel like uh, a lot like i'd say 90 90 95 percent of them are, are great uh and then there's five or ten percent where i just r- look at it and go oh my god you couldn't be more wrong like just on like on maybe what a swimmer's doing or what they should focus on uh, I just go, oh my God, I hope this, I hope no one sort of listens to that, that advice. So yeah, it's, uh, I take everything with a, with a grain of salt, but, uh, yeah. and, and like, I think when people say, like someone says you need to work on your catch, it's like, okay, well, that's great. It's really a throwaway comment. Or it's like, what do I need to, to do? Like, what's, h- how do you go about it? And distance per strike, like there's so much that goes into it. Cause it's, it's just a combination of your, like your drag, how much drag you're creating and then the, the propulsion. Like it's, it's, it's those two things. And so with the drag, often it's body position, your feet kicking out, um, maybe entering in the wrong spot. And then propulsion is like your, your kick, your catch, and then just working that together and, and syncing it up together well. So, yeah, there's so much to, to work on, but it's, it's good to keep it simple. And it sounds as though you've had that approach. And I think that's why you've probably made such good progression alongside obviously doing the work and, uh, yeah, and, and training hard like it's yeah i think that's it's a good way to go because i see people just they get they take on so much and then they'll it's like a bright shiny object they'll hear something and then go okay i'm going to work on that but they already know what they need to work on they sometimes get distracted with the wrong thing that might not even be relevant to them so it's very easy to to do that and i'm mindful of that when i do my videos because i know i talk about lots of stuff but you know really it's like half the stuff's not going to be relevant relevant for the person watching uh, it's because yeah, something else might be more important.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the, the comment I made in, in my latest video was I, as you know, we made a lot of changes. We're not planning on making too many more. I didn't mean that as far yeah. as, oh, my, my technique is, is very near flawless. It's more so like we've made a lot of, a lot of changes that I'm not used to and I can't hold them mm. all the way through a set. So like, there's no reason to bring, to, to point out any other changes in um, and it's like, you know, the video you sent me, you said, you know, my, my arms swinging out wide, like maybe that is something my coach had already noticed. And he said, well, it's not, it's not worth it to, uh, yeah. to bring that up, to have him even be thinking about it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's more important for, for me to, uh, focus on the things that I am sort of able to focus on, you know, because my, my mind can only, um, sort of control so many things at once, uh, and just totally ingrain them so that they, they become just, you know, muscle memory. Um, and then once I feel like, okay, I'm I'm swimming naturally now, like through a whole threshold set with um, technique that I only used to be able to sort of force when I'm swimming easy, when I'm really, really focusing on, all right, keeping my arms straight, keeping my head down, I'm, you know, kicking with good rhythm and, you know, I'm rotating uh, once that just becomes completely natural then we will say oh, okay what's where is the half second per hundred or second per hundred that i'm you know leaving on the table now
0: mm. yeah that's that's right and that's why i was like oh i don't want to give you because you know you said you're not trying to change too much It's like oh like it, and that's why i mentioned to you like your stroke looks looks good and i was really i was really impressed with how it looked uh having known that you sort of just started swimming recently but only nine months ago like you've done done a great job and it's uh yeah, it's, it's the strike's looking good. So I was I was really impressed with that, and uh, I mean, like I'm excited to see what the next six to twelve months brings for you because, yeah, like for someone who hasn't come from that background, a lot of things you're doing really nicely. So um, yeah, I thought that was good, especially with the catch as well. Like that, that takes a while to develop. So I was quite surprised how good your your catch was under the water. And I know I mentioned that left arm was drifting out a little bit, um, but uh, again, it's like we just focus on what we can focus on for now. So, yeah. Did you feel like you're holding, do you feel like, do you feel like you're holding better water than you used to with that, with the catch? Does it feel better?
1: Uh, oh yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, uh, I was, I was saying earlier when I start to swim faster or harder after warm up, there's this like, I, I can't, I almost can't explain it, but it's like when I'm warming up, I'm just, I don't want to say sloppy, but I'm not really, I'm not really trying to go fast. I'm just swinging my arms around, getting the yards in and then um on most of our sets we have a, a, a prep set four by hundred on one forty so I'll I'll typically start in the you know one eighteen um and then progress down to you know now I can so sometimes on a on a good day when I'm feeling good I can go I, I'll hit a 108 on the last one. Um, but it's like that first one, and I'm probably swimming 124s, you know, maybe around that range. While I'm warming up, and then so I start going to 118, I'm like I, I feel like I'm catching water. You know, like I'm pushing water back, like purely just backwards. Um, it's just the way it, the way it like goes around my arm, and the way I'm actually propelling myself forward um, was that that was a change. I only really started to to feel um, when I started working on my catch. Um, so I guess it, hold water is a that's a phrase I've only heard a couple of times and definitely a very like swim, swim specific term. But um, I guess that pretty accurately describes the, the feeling um, of, you know, I'm catching well, I'm, I'm pushing it backwards. And uh, I think it kind of comes down to like, I understand how to move myself forward. Now I can't always do it perfectly. um, And I don't have the fitness to do it really hard for a really long time. Um, But I'm really just starting to understand what it feels like.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's good to hear. And I've heard, I think, I think it's uh, Brett Sutton, has, he said he, he doesn't like the term feel for the water because he reckons he's seen two triathletes ever that have had feel for the water. But it's such a relative term. Like comp- you're, you're doing what you're doing now compared to what you're doing eight months ago. Like now you've got a much better feel for the water. So it's just a, it depends how you interpret the term. And I, I, I like it. Like it is, you do actually feel it on your hand, on your forearm when you get a good catch. And it's the feedback I get all the time when people make a, a good change to their, to their catch and pull. So I, I think it's important and, and to hold that water and you know, keep pressure on it because uh, a lot of times people will use that catch part as like the power power phase too much like what you might have been doing in the beginning you said you're pushing down a lot on the water and so all the force is going down and maybe you're going too hard in the beginning but it should be this gradual build up of pressure through it so the catch yes you need some pressure but you don't want to muscle it too too much in the beginning you just want to gradually sort of build it up because um, otherwise it's just you're moving too fast too hard and then you lose that that pressure so it should be this this acceleration through the stroke, and it's th- that's this finessing that I think it-, it comes with more experience and just figuring out what what works. And it sounds as though it's really come along well with you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's interesting that you said Brett said that he's only seen like two triathletes who can re- you know really feel for the water. I'm not sure what that means, but I, I take it I take it pretty literally. Um, it- in terms of you, know, the first time you get in the water and you you don't have a swim background like, you know, I don't even know what was, what was going on around me. Um, there's so much stimulus, um, and I'm just trying to move myself through it. But now, you know, probably millions of strokes later, um, I, uh, one of, one of the technique things that we changed was my palm would, and I, I don't know if this was like a soft hands thing where I was, I was too tense, but my palm would sort of start mm. to come up. Like you would, if you were t- looking at a face, uh, like a, uh, front-on video of me coming towards the camera, um, just at like head level, you'd be able to see my palm right before I start catching. Um, and now I can, it's, uh, maybe I still sometimes do it again when I'm, when I'm getting tired and you know I, I try not to tense up, but sometimes it happens, but I can quite literally feel the water hitting my palm when I do it now. Um, Cause it's something I've become like so attuned to, to trying not to do it. Mm. Um, that, yeah, when I when I go in and my my wrist is cocked upwards a little bit, like I I literally can feel the water on my palm. Um, so I so I don't know if people say feel the water to mean literally or it's some I, I don't know extra awareness that you have after doing it for a decade plus, just being in the water every single day. Um, but I think there's definitely a literal component to it um, yeah. that I'm I'm starting to get.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it should be should be taken that way. Um, yeah, it's. And I, I like what you said about the sort of soft hands because uh, I got that term from a guy, Wayne Goldsmith, who um, I've learned quite a bit from. And it's like, it's that point of just enough tension to hold the form, but you don't need any more because any more is wasted. And it's kind of like if you were to go pick up a, a glass, you're not like grabbing it really tight where you could crush it. You're just picking it up where the hand sort of stays soft. I think it's a similar thing when you're. When you're swimming it's that yeah finessing of it because when you're relaxed you move better and particularly i think through the catch and pull you just feel it so much better when you are relaxed as well and it's something that i see quite a bit like a lot of swimmers are so like they're they're like this and they're just trying to like you know cut their hands or hold as much water as they can but it's um they they burn out you know they just 50 100 meters in you just can't hold it that much uh, or for that long with that kind of tension through your forearms and hands yeah,
1: absolutely. And I mean, there's um, this. I mean, it's your whole channel, effortless swimming, and everybody, everybody says, you know, it should be, it should be smooth. Um, and I'm getting this. It's actually really frustrating. Is I can, uh, I can swim faster when I'm bilaterally breathing, breathing every third stroke instead of every other. When I'm breathing to one side, um, and I can't quite figure it out. But when I, I only breathe to one side when I'm swimming hard, like during a threshold set. Um, and for one, it feels way less balanced than every third stroke where I'm, where I'm switching sides. Um, but it's sort of at the point where I'm so relaxed breathing every third stroke and it feels like there's so much more symmetry and I can, I can just, I feel the water better. Um, where, uh, I'm not literally swimming faster, but it's like the effort it takes me to swim 115 breathing bilaterally versus swimming 115 breathing to one side is like almost the same, even though I'm getting, you know, 150% of the breaths, which is still for me in, in the early stages is so huge, you know, because my breath control, um, and CO2 resistance is, uh, it, it has been sort of an issue more so than, uh, fatigue is just like, I can't breathe. And that, that becomes one of the biggest issues, but, um, I don't know if it's because I am just more relaxed breathing to both sides and, uh, you if it's a symmetry thing, I don't know have you ever have you ever seen that, but it's I am swimming. Um, this morning I swam you know 112 in the third hundred of that prep set and then I swam 112 in the fourth one, swimming way harder, breathing to one side.
0: Gotcha. So just the uh, yeah, I mean if you can if you can sustain every three, then go every three if it's if it's easier. And have you done much open water swimming? like practice lately uh not
1: not lately not since uh it's been over a month um it's just been way too cold our last open water swim it was like 55 degrees in the water and it was everybody was like please like let's let us out,
0: coach. <laughs> cool. um yeah um yeah gotcha and we're we more comfortable breathing every three in the open water or every two
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every three. I'm just, I, I always every feel, three, yeah, yeah, more comfortable breathing every three.
0: Cool. Yeah. But it's, at, it's just not just, enough.
1: It just feels like not enough oxygen almost, you know, I can't, I can't swim hard doing that. It just builds up too quickly.
0: Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, cause what, what it may eventually, what may eventually happen is over the next couple of months, six to 12 months, you might be able to hold your same, distance per stroke and increase your your rating so the arms are going over a bit quicker which means it's going to be every breathing every three it might be enough air for you because it's going to be less of a gap between taking a breath so that might be like the optimum goal in the long run but i think it's look it can be good to practice and there's no hard and fast rules for what you need to do like you could do and, and actually what what i will sometimes do and i swim in a 50 meter pool but I'll do like breathing every two off the wall for the first like four or six strokes and then go to every three and then into the wall, I'll breathe like every two for the last five meters just to get a bit more air. In. Cause it's the turns that normally tire you out and especially coming off the wall. It's like, it's when you need a, you need a bit more air in. So it could be worth doing like, yeah, two, two, and then threes all the way down. And you might breathe a two into the wall I so could... you get some air coming. To yeah. It.
1: That's really interesting. You bring that up. Cause that's, um, one kind of big thing, like I don't, I don't ever, ever swim with a pole buoy. Um, when I started, uh, when I got to New Hampshire, um, my coach said every time I give in the set, I say, you know, pull buoy plus paddles or whatever. Anytime I say pull buoy, you swim with fins. And so for the past, you know, six months, instead of pulling, I swim with fins because um, again, there was that ankle flexibility. Like I just had the worst ankle mobility. Um, and I just wasn't kicking. And so I guess partly the fins are like a reminder. You should be kicking, use them, <laughs> try to go fast, but they, it uses it's, uh, like there's so much more oxygen being consumed because I, because I'm kicking and because the fins uh, provide more resistance. So kicking is, uh, it's faster, but it's like, it's just harder. Um, mm. uh, it's always harder for me to just swim uh for me to swim you know fins and paddles than it is to just swim normally um or swimming with a pull buoy for that matter so i when i uh, i'm supposed to sort of be swimming steady which when we're swimming just easy it's uh you know coach has us swimming every or breathing every third stroke but i just like it builds up too quickly so i pretty much do exactly what you Mm -hmm. said i take two off the wall and then i switch and then going back into the wall i take you know uh every other again um and that's a bit more sustainable. Uh, but I've just, i never yeah. thought about doing that when I just swim normally, because in my mind, I'm so like you're supposed to be breathing every three and. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can get it like up, up, uptight like that. It feels like cheating when uh, I take uh, a,
1: when I take a breath every other.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. I was talking about this exact same thing with my sister this morning, who was talking about a friend of hers who's sort of just started swimming, and um, often we take these these things like you got to breathe bilaterally, you got to breathe every three, we, we take them and be like, all right, that's gospel. I'm not I really shouldn't breathe every two. But there's there's no rules for it. And it's okay to, to mix it up. I mean, uh, Sun Yang in his 1500 where he broke the world record, he breathed. Oh, I can't remember exactly. But it was like, it was uh, off the wall. I think he went like left, right, left. So he breathed like every stroke. Um, and then he went to twos and then I think at halfway, he might've done like a, maybe a three. And then he started breathing to the other side and then into the wall, he'd go, he breathed three strokes each stroke into the wall. So it's right, left, right, into the wall. Something along those lines. So, yeah. And so there's no coach that will say, I want you to breathe um, like each stroke um, because it's like, you know, it's not the right thing to do, but you know, there's, there's always exceptions. So, uh, and I do that in my sort of longest, longer distance sets is if I'm getting tired, Maybe I will go like a left, right into the wall, and no, it's not the best thing in the world to do. But for longer distance, it's you're better off getting the air in. So it'd be good to mix it up, and yeah, you you could um, play around with that just to um, you know give yourself a few more options. So it'd be interesting to see if that if that helps. And look, yes, it's good to train like that breath control, but sometimes when you're just you know trying to sustain a time for like that threshold set, you I'd say you're probably better off just doing the two, two, three, three, and so on.
1: Yeah, man. So I mean, I feel to... like I've I feel like I've gotten an entire uh, a free coaching session, for, you know, the past 50 minutes by coming on <laughs> this, coming on this
0: podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, look, I look, I, I love I love helping people with their swimming because for me, it's like I just I love swimming and I'm just I, I really enjoy uh, the technical side of it. I love going in there and doing it, and like I come out of the water and just feel you know so good about it. And the, the more people that i can sort of help with that i think the the better and for me like you know if i was to looking six or 12 months down the track to um to see you just continually improving your swimming like i'd get a real real kick out of it so that's why I, I enjoy doing this sort of stuff and um yeah so it's if there is anything along the way as well that um yeah you ever would like some um an opinion on or anything i'd be happy to help and i know i've gone for a while here and we've only talked about um swimming, cause obviously it's a, it's a swimming channel. Um, but, uh, I was curious about your, your YouTube stuff as well. Like, it looks like you've, you've gained quite a, a, a large following there. And like, what do you, what do you sort of put that down to, to sort of have that following grow in the last nine months?
1: Uh, I, I use the term clout siphoning. Um, so <laughs> my, my, uh, it's not all that I, I gotta give myself some credit, but, Um, my, one of my best friends, uh, who I was living with, I, I would be surprised if you had found his channel. He's got a YouTube channel called the athlete special and it's, um, it's, it's a running YouTube channel. He's had it for years. I don't know, six, six years at this point, got 65,000 subscribers. So I was living with him, um, for the better part of a year. And I was in all the videos and like, started to, uh, make a name for myself just from being in the videos. Uh, and <laughs> so when I started my own channel, um, he was just like, "Hey, I already started a channel and like day one, 3000 people like subscribed basically, um, just, just from people knowing me from, from his channel. Um, and then it, you know, it felt like it grew pretty organically cause it wasn't, it wasn't all runners coming over. There were people who, you know, cyclists, triathletes, um, who didn't know who Spencer was, who, uh, uh, for, for a while, I just completely assumed that everybody who subscribed was a previous subscriber of, of Spencer. Um, and uh, there's people I've met along the way that just, they were like, I have no idea who that is. I, you know, discovered you a long time ago. Um, and then uh, going to Tucson and, like, being in videos with Lionel and having Lionel on my videos literally doubled, doubled the subscribers just because of, like, the amount of exposure that he has. Um, yeah. So th- those were, like, two big jumps, you know, they, I, I would imagine accounted for, you know, at least half of the subscribers, maybe more that I have just in terms of exposure that people like, uh, that that's where I was discovered. Um, so I definitely had a lot of, a lot of help, um, as far as like being able to have, uh, be, be in a good position for people to discover me. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm doing anything really special with the videos uh i make i make my own music for them um which is not like uh i don't like publicize that every video um i get a lot of comments like what's this song but you know i I just try to make it like a, a, a uh it's it's not like a running youtube or a triathlon youtube it's like a me youtube you know i talk about i love i love espresso i love Um, I love making music. I love endurance sports. So I'm just, I just make videos essentially about myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I've I've been in a fortunate position to have a lot of eyes, uh, on me through like different people that I've trained with basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, um, uh, and I mean, you are your own like easiest topic to make videos about, aren't you like you, whatever you're interested in, you know, you can make your video for it. So it's, um yeah, it's, it's, it's a good approach. And I think just from reading some of the comments, like I think the, just the openness, yeah. They're willing to share like the, the ups and downs and all of that. That's, that's a big factor. And I think that's why people like Lionel's videos and I like Sam Long's videos and stuff, cause they're just willing to share share everything, um, which I, which, you know, which is people don't want someone who's just like pretends it sort pretends that it's all, you know, rainbows. It's, it's hard work along the way. So, um, I think that that can certainly help too. And the, how do you, how do you find it doing that? Like sharing, you know, I'd say whatever it might be 90% of what's, what's going on. You know, how do you, how do you find that compared to being someone who's, um, not, publishing it and just you know, going and, and training and everything. Do you, do you prefer it? Do you like it at times and not others? Like, how do you find that part of it?
1: No, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mind it at all. Honestly, there's like, I, I for most of my life, I was just not really sharing anything and doing nothing. Uh, but it was like with people close to me or people not even that close to me. I feel like I've always said what's on my mind. I've been a pretty open book. Um, you know, never tried to make things seem like, something they were not um and so it's, it feels very natural just like when I decide to film a workout it's I like it's I'm making a video regardless of how the workout went um like I don't even know how I would like just uh, that would that would kind of be uh, unfortunate if someone scrapped a video that they were already planning on making because the workout went poorly um that yeah. just it's never like really an option that that crossed my mind um, and then especially just how much, you know, early on, uh, people appreciate the, the openness, uh, makes it that much easier to, uh, to keep sharing. Um, and not, it's like, even if everyone was like, Hey man, shut up. Nobody cares. Like I would still, I would still keep doing it. Um, and like, there was this, uh, there's this, uh, girl I met a couple of weeks ago. It was like, Oh, I love your channel. Um, you're helping topple toxic masculinity like because the, there was that scene. i don't know you, if you watched the the first 70.3 i did i was just like crying after the race um and uh i i didn't care it's like that's yeah that's what happened i was extremely emotional and upset um for and you know crazy stuff happens when you've been really really pushing yourself for three and a half hours four hours um, but yeah, people, people really, really appreciate seeing it. So it does make it even easier to like, um, my friend Johnny, who, who helped make that video, like he, uh, he was, he said he was too scared to take the camera out, but I was just like sitting there really upset and I was like, take the effing camera out. Like, Cause I knew, <laughs> I knew I like needed to, um, just say what was on my mind. And a lot of it is for me to go back and really like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I can't believe I said that, you know, and it's like, I, I'll watch that scene. Like I, I, like it makes me uncomfortable to watch it as I'm sure a lot of other people felt that way, but that's mm. the truth. Like that's, those are the things I said. That's what I was thinking in that moment. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of having a YouTube channel is like, you can go, I can go back and say, this is what I was swimming there. This is what I said and thought about that workout right after I did it. This is what I thought the next day. Um, this is what I thought about everything, you know, six months, 12 months later. Uh, so it's, uh, it's like a, it's like a training log and it just, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be of any use to me if I wasn't honest on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It is. It's like a, it's like a training diary that, you know, you can look back on and just, uh, and, and see how you're feeling, how certain sets went and, and, like it sometimes like like I try and stay away from the comments and and stuff, but like, I mean, most people on who comment on my videos are like, they're they're great. Um, so I don't, I don't sort of mind it too much, but it's, um, and even if someone said like, you know, why are you posting this? No one cares. It's like, well, all right. The more you're watching it, like there's a lot of options out there for you and no one's forcing you to watch this. So just, uh, you know, you, you do your own thing and, um, Yeah. And, and the people who enjoy it will, will continue to watch it. And uh, you know, with that honesty stuff, like it's, um, yeah, like I, I'm probably, I'd say I'm probably more reserved than, than what you are. Mine's more just like it's swimming. It's not necessarily my, my life and stuff. But I remember a couple of years ago when, um, good friend of mine and someone who worked with me in the business, he, um, young guy, he he passed away. And I hadn't posted videos, hadn't posted podcasts for a while, because I, I was just not in the mood. And I put out this short podcast about why just explained that he'd, he'd passed away. And the amount of emails and support I got back um, from from people was like, it was amazing. And I think you know when you are, when you are honest about that sort of stuff, like people will, um, you know, they, they feel like they're better connected to you, they have a better understanding of what you of you of you and what you might be going through. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it can be a good thing to, to share. So, yeah.
1: I I don't know if you had, you had come across this video. Um, the video, the video is just called life is hard. Um, and, uh, so my sister passed away about, about a year ago and, um, I, I had, I was literally like finished with a video the day before she died and I found out. And then a couple of days later I was like, well, I still have this video and I've committed to making this like YouTube. It would be weird. I feel like it would be weird if I didn't, say something like if i just kept making videos and pretended it didn't happen and like mm. so i just i started the video and i was like hey this is what happened i don't i don't know what the hell's happening going forward but i made this video a couple of days ago i don't really care to like actually finish it but here's just some clips of me running and like that's the video um and just yeah the amount of people that were like dude screw making videos like you don't you know you don't owe anything to us and people who were just like i'm you know sorry for your loss like it would, overwhelming um just like i felt this sense of community uh mm. on youtube of all places so um yeah again it just comes back to like uh, it, it feels so worth it for me to share you know as much as much as is appropriate to share
0: yeah yeah I, I agree and it's like and when you have stuff like that happen it cuts through all the crap of like you know like it's like just all the like divi- uh, divisive, um, all the different like tribes and stuff that, you know, people always going up against each other in you know, news and views and all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, it cuts through all of that. And it sort of brings people together, which, um, which seems rare and rarer these days. So that's, um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I find it, it's nice when that happens and you can sort of forget about all the, uh, all the divisiveness that's, uh, that's happening at the moment. So, um, yeah. It's, it's a small upside to those things can bring people together.
1: Yeah. I mean, but in, in uh, because of that, I decided, you know, I, it gave me this whole, uh, you know, different outlook on life. Um, so that's why I, I quit my job in software and decided I, I wasn't quite all in. I wasn't, I wasn't swimming yet. I was, I was, I was, I was actually swimming like twice a week. Um, but there wasn't much structure to it. I was mostly just running and biking. Um, so this was like pre Tucson, um, but that's kind of the reason I was able to just go and huh. start training full time. It's like, you know, this, what most people would think is this horrible thing happened to me and I, um, decided to, to take a path that without that having happened, I would probably never have really started swimming.
0: What did it made you, what did you reflect on that made you quit your job and then take up triathlon? Like what, what was that?
1: Sort um, uh, well, of thought partly is like, I just, I didn't like my job very much. Um. Not not that I wasn't like, oh, I hate my job, I'm unhappy, I want a different job. It was like I just wanted to be training. Like that's all I ever wanted to be doing. Um, That's all I ever wanted to do in high school and college too. But it was just like, you know, I have to get my schoolwork done, Um, that sort of thing. But then I sort of – it it made me think, do I have to have this job? Or is there a a way forward for me where I can put all my eggs in this basket and maybe – make it happen and so I yeah I decided I was just going to do it and I yeah I I couldn't really think about um what I mean well what happens if I fail is I end up right where I am now which is in my childhood bedroom at my parents house which is not the worst thing but you know um yeah uh, yeah, I just decided like that I wasn't going to wait anymore uh life life is just too short and uh if I'm really unhappy doing what I'm doing uh, I'm going to do what makes me happy. So that, that was really the, like, I just did what I wanted to do anyway uh, without really thinking about the consequences. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it worked out thus far.
0: Yeah. That's great. I, I mean, I was, um, I started effortless swimming last year university. It was like a sort of project and, um, yes, yeah, so I started last year university and then for, probably for five or six years, like I was sort of posting a few videos and sort of, it was a slow start with the business and I wasn't putting heaps of time into it. I was sort of coaching a squad along, alongside it. And, um, but all like all for me, like since I was 18, I just wanted to be able to surf when it's good. I want to be able to swim. I wanted like, just be able to sort of do my own thing. Um, Cause I, I, I don't like getting told what to do. So that was like a, a big motivator for me. And, um, and so like I started effortless swimming and, was that like had all this free time, and so I ended up surfing more than I probably should have, and didn't get a lot, whole lot done. But then, like this before, um, we we're planning to have a kid. My wife said, "You better, you better make something of this because uh, I'm not going to be working soon, and you, you know, you need to actually do something with this business." <laughs> um, and so that kind of gave me the kick up the ass that I needed, and then you know got serious about it. And um, I'm glad I did because it's like it's just been so, so much better since then. Like we we run a lot of clinics. I don't know if I start, I, maybe like I had just started the podcast then, but like all this stuff um, came together and it's like, I just, I'm so thankful that she lit that fire up my ass and, um and that is something that I enjoy doing as well. So still able to surf, I still get to swim and I get to coach as as well. And it's just like, yeah, it's a good combination for me. And um you know, I remember being in my last year of uni and when I told, I don't know if it was the, it's either like some of the people in the class or it was like the teacher of the class sort of told them what I was doing. And I could tell they're like, oh, okay, like that's a you know, great business idea. Um, but like I look back now and I don't know if there's any of the businesses that started at university that are still going. Um, and, yeah, like I'm just glad I didn't sort of listen to what, what their thoughts were on it. So, um, yeah, it's just like it's a good motivator to when people don't think that you can do it and when people, yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if just you've read the, the Alchemist. I mean, it's one of my it's one of my favorite books um, that I just sort of go go back to every now and then. But there's a great there's a great quote that I am not going to quote it correctly, but it essentially says, um, "Commit to following your dream, and the universe will conspire to help you along the way." And uh, hmm. uh, I mean, it's just that. I mean, there's almost there's no like evidence to back it up. Like, if you take a crazy risk, it's going to work out. It, just, it seems what it's implying, but. Somehow it, it happens that way in a lot of cases, you know, it's just like, I quit my job and then all of a sudden Lionel Sanders, you know, is like, come train yeah, with me. Right. right. Like, what are the, like, what are the odds, what are the odds, um, just sort of like really kick, you can't like kickstart a, a triathlon slash YouTube career any better way than that. Like literally nobody <laughs> in the world. Right. Um, so just, yeah. Um, yeah, man,
0: I, I, Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, It's yeah. uh, When I look back at all that, like it's just one thing leads to to another, and you couldn't have you couldn't have planned it, you couldn't have predicted it. But as long as you just sort of keep on the path, things seem to work out. And and I look back at I look back at some of the goals I set myself like five, six, seven years ago, and like pretty much all of them have have happened. And it's like, wow, okay. It ended up taking a lot longer than I thought, but it's like, like it's all just sort of planned out. Not exactly how I thought it was going to happen, but like the end end results there. So, um, it's really cool when, when that happens. Um, so yeah, I think that stuff is, is great. Well, um, we've been going for a while here, uh, so I appreciate the the time jumping on the podcast and, um, Yeah, yeah, looking forward to watching your journey over the next couple of years and, um, no doubt we'll be in touch again
1: absolutely i'll uh slide into the instagram dms if i need uh need more drills or uh some video analysis
0: yeah absolutely feel feel free to and good luck for the race this this weekend and then enjoy a little bit of um downtime after that with with christmas and, and a bit of off season so um yeah appreciate you being on the podcast i really enjoyed it
1: thank you yeah no thanks for having me on and uh yeah no this has been awesome it's uh Cra- it's crazy to just have the, the, the best swimming channel on, on
0: YouTube. Just,
1: ask, you know, discover me yesterday and I'm on the pod the next day. It's, uh,
0: yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> one of those, life uh, is, it's one yeah, of those life things crazy. coming together. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate Ari and uh, we'll talk soon. Of
1: course, man. I look forward to... Uh...
0: Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com